Good morning, Broadway family. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us this morning. Uh, Zach Bauer, our youth pastor, has a scripture reading for us this morning. A special welcome. I'm going to turn it over to him for just a second. Good morning, Broadway Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us for worship on this wonderful Mother's Day. We're just all mothers. Uh, happy Mother's Day. And we are looking forward to when we can meet again as a church. Uh, we are so glad you joined us for our online worship. And I would like to open our service by reading a passage, by reading Psalm 86, verses 8 through 10. There is none like you among the gods, O Lord, nor are there any works like yours. All the nations no days are come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. For you are great in your wondrous things. You alone are God. Please continue and worship with me this morning. Good morning, Robert, about the church. Thank you for joining us. Amen. We're glad that you're joining us as we reflect on the greatness of our God. Let's sing together this morning.
say welcome to you. If this is your first time watching one of our broadcasts, we want to say an especial welcome to you. We are so glad that you're with us. If you would, drop a comment below this video that just says, I'm new. And some of our members would be glad to reach out and communicate with you and talk to you and uh, get you connected to our church here at Broadway. We are so thankful that you're with us. And happy Mother's Day to you and all the moms that are out there. We are so thankful for all that you do for our kids and, and the influence that you have on their lives. We are so thankful to, to, to be blessed by our moms. Uh, this morning, as we reflect on uh, the greatness of our God, uh, I'm reminded of the scene painted in Isaiah chapter 6, um, where Isaiah is transported in a vision to the heavenly throne room, and he finds himself standing face to face before the God of the universe, a holy and a righteous God. And Isaiah has the only appropriate response. He falls flat on his face and says, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And so this morning, as we enter into an encounter with the presence of a holy and a righteous God, I'm going to encourage you uh, to take a second. I know I need this, and I'm sure that you do as well. To, uh, to take a second and simply uh, allow God to restore and redeem you this morning. We know that as believers, uh, our sin creates a rift in that relationship. And so this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to simply confess that wherever you're at. Maybe it's your living room or your kitchen. Spend some time in prayer, uh, confessing that before the Father, and then we will proceed with our worship. I'll close us in prayer before we're done. Shadows of my soul, the 
continue to worship this morning. We're reminded that we have a firm foundation in Jesus Christ, our living Savior. Let's sing together this morning.
Father, we thank you that even in the midst of the storm, you're still sovereign. We thank you that you call us to worship you. We thank you that we've had an opportunity this morning to do that. God, we thank you most of all for Jesus and the salvation that we find through him. It's in his powerful name that we pray. supposedly to uh, Metronet, and it, um, uh, <laughs> it went out on us. But we're so glad you're here worshiping with us here online. Uh, this confirms why we need to worship in person. For that. So I'm going to give you all an update in two weeks. Uh, we had a deacon's meeting, a Zoom deacon's meeting. First time ever in my life I've had a Zoom deacon's meeting. We did that yesterday morning. I'm going to give you our time, our time frame for two weeks. You're welcome to come back here. So uh, even when something like this happens, uh, you're, uh, you can certainly um, uh, 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 see, what, see what real life worship is like. Now, when you come in, we're, I'm going to email all, our, all, all the stuff out tomorrow morning. So make sure we have your email address. And if you don't, if I don't have your email address, you need to send it. Um, send it to the church Facebook page. Um, and that way you, you'll be able to get everything with that. We will give you one of these. You're going to get a mask. We've already, we already have those. So I'm going to email out the governor's recommendations as well, and, and as well as uh, our expectations. Our deacons will be very involved. They've done an outstanding job in preparation, and we'll go over all the details. Now, I'll be in two weeks. So we can have 150 folks here in the sanctuary. That's 33%. Now, Chris is going to set up, if we have more than 150 folks, we're going to set up down the fellowship hall overflow uh, space. When you come to church, you have to be six feet away. You have to practice social distancing. With that, and if you don't have a mask, we'll be providing you with masks. So I know some of y'all probably, a lot of y'all are anxious, ready to get back to church. Now, if you're sick or you're in the high-risk categories, absolutely, you can continue worshiping online. You don't have to come by any means in two weeks. So that starts two weeks from today. That's Memorial Day when in-person worship resumes here. So, so many are saying, well, what about Sunday school? What about Wednesday night? What about two services? We've decided, now remember too, on these dates, things can change down the road, you know, depending on what happens with the coronavirus. We're planning on resuming our two services, Sunday school, Sunday night, um, the regular Sunday morning schedule, on Sunday, August 16th. That is the Sunday after school starts. School is supposed to start on August 12th here in Fayette County. So we will be going through the entire summer with the optional 10 a.m. worship service. 
And I anticipate as things get better, that service will pick up as we get closer and closer, getting ready for a relaunch. Say, so what about Wednesday night? When can I come to Wednesday night Bible study and choir practice and dinner? That will be on Wednesday, August 19th. So that is when we resume that August 16th, August 19th, we will be back to our regular youth group, our regular scheduling we have going on. So that's our schedule we have. So I hope to see some of y'all in two weeks here in the sanctuary at our 10 a.m. online, and then at that point, our uh, optional in-person service. But remember, your gift when you walk in will be a mask. You'll be wearing one of these when you come in. So that's what, um, that's our requirement. So anyway, we're so glad you're here joining us. And like Chris said, I do want to encourage you to give. I appreciate your giving. Last Sunday was our best offering we've had because of your faithfulness in this unusual quarantine season. It certainly has been uh, faithful and wonderful with your giving. Also, hopefully, if you're able, someone share the link to the bulletin. You can see that online, and you can follow along. So you go ahead in your Bible and turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verses 1 through 3. And then we're also going to turn our Bibles to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. So we're in Ephesians chapter 6. We're in Philippians chapter 1. Do you know shares right over here? Off to the side, and um, she was telling us, says, Daniel, well, it's it sideways for a while, but that's just what it's like for a mother. You, you feel like your life is just sideways. You're just trucking along, and it's just like you just can't get things. And for sure, the past two, I, I, need, I need to speak loud so folks can't hear. So, Hugh, is it turned all the way the volume? As far as I know, yes. Okay. Okay. Do you want to put the mic on? Would that help? Chris, put the mic on. Yeah. We have to call time out here because we have a volume problem. Yeah. We can stop you. No, I'm, I'm putting the mic on. Okay. <clears throat> Skip, Linda, this is going to go down as the craziest church service. Wackiest Mother's Day we've ever had. So, for sure, so. All right, I've got the mic on. So just turn all in and we'll blast everyone's here now so folks can, can, so folks can hear with that. <laughs> is that better there? Can folks hear now? It is. Y'all know comments, for those watching live, because uh, this is unusual. Uh, with that, but I do want to, um, I want to remind folks that, again, we are here at Mother's Day. And if you were here on a normal Mother's Day, like we had planned, you would be receiving a nice flower here. That was what we our flowers, our mothers. That was our gift. As well as we have, um, we're going to have baby, we've got three babies lined up for baby dedication that I've spoken to, but we'll put all that on hold because obviously we're not able to have a baby dedication. That will be this coming fall. And soon we will be uh, have, we're having virtual recognition of our high school and college graduates. So, okay, thumbs up if the sound now is working. So, go on. Anyway, let's turn to God's Word. We need to see what God's Word says about being a mother. 
as well as see what, what life is like to live for Christ. Because that is the real goal. Jesus Christ has called you and I, even in these most unusual times. This is going to go down for the record books for me. Best church service, this one, today. <laughs> and um, maybe for you as well. But, uh, and for Mother's Day. But I want to read the scriptures to you. And we're going to see here in our Bibles what God has to say about the role and responsibility for you being a mother. And for you as a child in honoring your mother. So let's go ahead and turn your Bibles. First we're going to look here in Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. I mean, I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to look at verses 1 through 3. Look here in your Bibles. Children, obey the parents in the Lord. Because this is right. We are called to obedience. We are called as believers, as Christians, to obey our parents. And so, it's why we need to obey and honor our father or mother? Because God's, God has commanded us to do that. Look at verse 2 and 3. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Do you know who that is? That is our commandment that we have here to honor our parents. This is the fifth commandment. It's the only one with the promise. And the promise is that we will live a long life. So even as grown adults, you are called and expected to honor your parents. Think about Jesus. Jesus performed his first miracle. He turned water into wine in John chapter 2 in a little town outside Nazareth called Canaan. He said, why don't he do this? Because his mother Mary brought it to his attention. They were at a wedding, and they, it was a sideways wedding where something goes wrong. You know, that's kind of life, kind of like this morning. Something's going to go wrong. Sorry, going on here in our worship service. Well, could you imagine having a, a party, and you run out of food? You run out of wine. You were out of cake. We don't have enough supplies here. Well, that's what happened. Jesus and his mother and his disciples are at a, a, a wedding feast and they run out of supplies. And Jesus' his mother, Mary, brings his attention and says, Hey, Jesus, look, they're out, they're out of wine. And his answer is, Mom, 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 my time hasn't come. Why are you involving me? It's almost like she knew he could do something about it. Mamas know their children. Mamas are aware that they, their children, especially she knew what Jesus could do because of his miraculous birth. So Jesus turned water into wine by honoring the fifth commandment there in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Look what it says. Last verse here we're reading. We're reading Ephesians chapter 6. It says in verse 3, So then may go well with you, and that you may have a long life in the land. We are not to be disobedient children. A godly mother, a godly father are those that raise their children in the Lord. Even as a grown man, grown woman, you are to honor your mother. Even if she or he requests of you something that you don't necessarily agree with, that you would not, that wouldn't be your cup of tea, so to say, you're to do it, not because of your preferences, but because of showing that honor. And this is reinstated as a promise that we receive 
long life. So I want to read that scripture because what we're about to read here in Philippians is going to tell us in light of Mother's Day, the real goal today is we want to be no, we want to be as mothers. What are you known for? Moms, what are your children known you as? Know you as? Are you known as a great cook? Are you known as someone who keeps a clean house? Are you known as someone who is very structured? Maybe you're known as someone that keeps her decor Christmas decorations up until May. Uh, you know, in our neighborhood, there's some folks that have Christmas lights up. Anyway, and you—that's something you think. You think. Think about your mother right now. What is she known for? I was reading a story and preparing for this about uh, this couple, and uh, they were having a barbecue. Mom and Dad went over to visit their son. It was a Mother's Day barbecue. This was in Montreal. And what happened is son wanted to barbecue uh, for his mom. Dad was there too. And as he's uh, grilled, you know, putting the meat, the barbecue sauce, with one of the brushes on the barbecue, they didn't realize it, but it was one of the wire brushes. It, one of the metal uh, brush parts, well, the little thin thing, it got, came into the meat. Well, the mom had eaten that. It was Mother's Day. So she's eating her barbecue, and all of a sudden, she felt like something is stuck in her mouth. And it was an incredibly thin, very small piece of metal. And it's in her throat. And she can't breathe. So they were calling 911. At first, they couldn't figure out what was wrong. They went to one hospital, and they didn't have the equipment to scan in her esophagus. Then they had to take her to another hospital. They had to perform surgery on Mama on Mother's Day afternoon there in Montreal. This was two years ago. And so what happened is they made a commitment that they will never again have barbecue for Mother's Day. And they remember, now they're on their second year, and they remember, okay, this is what happened. When I think of Mother's Day, I think of the time I nearly killed my mother at Mother's Day by serving her barbecue. And I share that because that, those are the type of memories that are in events that may be a Mother's Day event that you certainly might have and certainly will remember. But we are going to be known for something. What we're about to read, we're going through the month of May. This is a series called Isolated. And I want you to see here in the Bible, where the Bible's going to tell us, God's going to tell us that we need to live for Jesus that the greatest thing we can do is to give our time. So if you want to be a godly mother, even here at Sideways Baptist Church in unusual times, you want to say, no matter what, what throw, what happened, what comes my way, what unusual circumstances occur, I'm going to be faithful to the Lord. So look here in the Bible. Why don't you follow along? Ephesians chapter 1. I mean, I'm sorry. Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. Look at this verse. You can have it on the screen as well. Let me see. Unless I'm standing, I'm not standing in the way. Oh, so. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Is that not a powerful scripture in life of the coronavirus? 
Here we are where there's, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of sick folks. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of folks who are afraid. And Paul is telling us, and some of you, you're, you're scared for your mamas. You don't want her sick. You don't want something to happen. You know, for many of you, for this Mother's Day, this is maybe your first Mother's Day that your mother has been in court. She passed away this past year. You woke up this morning to call Mama, and, and you can't. She's with the Lord. And, she, and Paul's telling us, Jesus tells us, you know, if I'm going to live, I will live for Christ. And if I'm going to die, that's even greater. Paul is putting our life in perspective. He's telling us the greatest thing you can ever do is die. And actually, your last breath here on earth is your first breath in heaven in glory to Jesus. Moms, that is something you want to instill in your children. You want to remind and tell them, let them know that, hey, son, daughter, the best decision you'll ever make is one for Jesus. Moms, have you led your children to the Lord? If your child is not watching our broadcast or is not participating in church, or just doesn't go to church, doesn't have a relationship with Jesus. Mothers, are you praying for your children's salvation? Your prayer as a godly mother shall be for your children to get saved. And I tell you, I've heard from a lot, of, a lot of folks during this quarantine season, social isolation, that you know, several children have, have made decisions that are eager, that are ready to respond. Or they have responded to the gospel. How exciting. To look back and say, I remember when my children that I prayed for gave their life to Jesus. Your children say, you will see them again in heaven. All right, keep going here in your Bibles. Verse 22. Now if I live in the flesh, this means... Fruitful work for me. And I don't know which one I should choose. I'm torn between the two. Paul's wrestling. He says, what's greater? Living on earth for Jesus? Or dying and being in the presence of Jesus? And he's asking this question. question which one's better? Listen, we love, we love our lives. Many of us have wonderful godly families. Wonderful mothers. Children. Church families, friends, Sunday school members. God's telling us there's something greater that we can depart and be in the presence. And it's far better for us to be with Christ. Look at this. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your sake. Since I'm persuaded of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress. And joy in the faith. So that because of my coming to you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus may abound. And that's me saying, Paul's saying, I'm planning on coming back, and I will see you again. 
But for right now, I'm not going to boast about how great things are here on earth and boast about my life. I'm going to boast about Jesus. I'm, my life, he's living for the Lord. Paul is completely committed to his life giving everything he wants to be known for. The man who served the Lord. And at times sin with mothers say, Mothers, what do you want to be known for? Christ wants you to be known for that is a godly mother who raised her children, who instilled biblical principles and values in her children's life. Moms, do you lead your children in devotion? Do you buy your grandchildren video games or Bibles? Do, is, there, is there an aspect of your life that you're asking questions that should be pointing people and your children and grandchildren to the Lord? Do you know one of the um, one of the highlights I can think of a grandmother. We had we have a lady, sweet lady in the church named Dawn. Dawn Rockettel. And a year and a half ago, we had a team had the honor to go over to Israel. And I thought this was one of the best gifts you can give your grandchildren. And Dawn said, and she gave a testimony about this, but this ties in so much with being a grandmother and a mother. If you're going to do something, you take a pilgrimage to go see the land of Jesus. And her attitude was, if I go over there, I'm going to bring my granddaughter too. Because instead of buying her a bunch of things and toys and stuff, I'm going to bring her on a trip that she will remember the rest of her life. And she brought her grand granddaughter, Danielle, over there. Now they moved, her parents are in the military, now they're stationed in Germany or Belgium, it's one of the European places over there. But she took advantage of that opportunity and thought, I am going to invest in spiritual things in my child, in my grandchild. Mothers, you pay to send your child, your grandchild, on a mission trip. You have them the resources and the tools so they can grow spiritually. That's what it means. When Paul's saying, he's saying, all, everything I have I'm boasting, I'm pointing people for Christ. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Last two verses here. Verse, <clears throat> verse 27 28. Just one thing. As citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel. That's a citizenship uh, attitude. I want to live my life worthy of the gospel. Moms, are you known? For having a temper? Are you known for being harsh to your children? Bible's telling us we're worse citizenships in heaven. I, I want to live a life worthy. And then it goes on to say here, Then whether I come and see you, or in absent, I will hear about you, that you're standing firm in one spirit and one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, not being frightened. I love that word frightened is used. Bible's telling us we're not to be frightened. We 
Do not live in fear of coronavirus. Now, we need to be wise. We, we want to practice social distancing. You want to stay six feet away. You want to be cautious. But as believers, we are to not live in fear. We are to not live a life of fright. Guys, we trust the Lord. We give our children, mother, give the children to Jesus. Kids, give mom and dad to the Lord. But at some point, you have to say, I trust the Lord. And this is what he's saying. I'm not going to live a frightened life. And he goes on to say, in any way by your opponents, this is the sign of destruction for them, but of your salvation. And this is from God. So what's from God? What do we learn from this mother? Mother's Day. Christ has called moms. He's called you, mothers. To live a life filled with faith. One that is, that is pushing your children to Jesus Christ. And if your children aren't saved, you want to be praying for their salvation. Pointing them so they learn about the Lord. Do you know Sherry and I were talking about, you know, we're, you know, Sunday school, we're not planning to begin Sunday school. Listen to this. August 16th. The last time we had Sunday school here at our church was March 8th. And that was probably look to the Sunday school day because that was the time change. I mean, by the time we start back Sunday school in our normal schedule, we'll be back in the beginning. It'll be almost time for the new time change. Look at that, five months. That's five months. That is the longest. Skip used to be a minister of education. That's the longest in my life I have ever gone without attending Sunday school. So what do you do in this? What do you do in a season? It's kind of like we're on the mission field right now. What do you do when you can't worship and attend the groups and the classes? That means mothers, fathers, you should be instructing your children and your grandchildren in the Lord. You can do Sunday school at home. You can do deep Bible school study. You gather around the family sideways Baptist church. I mean, it's the best. And say, hey, we're going to worship together. And hear a message what God wants us to know. So this morning, I think the principle... Moms, I'm going to answer the question. What are you going to be known for? My mother and father, they drove me to church. They brought me to church. Literally, every time. Those biblical principles of honoring my parents, of attending worship, of attending Sunday school, of having a daily quiet time, were instilled in my life as a child. Mother's the greatest thing you can do is if you miss the opportunity with your children, you can do it with your grandchildren. You want to be known as a godly mother who's raising her children, her grandchildren, her great-grandchildren in the Lord. I'm going to close this in prayer. Chris is going to come and sing. Now I'm going to pray for our mothers. I'm going to pray that we pray that we see you in a couple of weeks. Pray if you're, if you're able. Also pray that we have a, just a blessing of a presence in our mothers here that are, are tuning in.
And I, I want to say something as well. Some of you might say, Daniel, I have, you know, I have sons. You know, pray for, pray for the spouse who your son's going to marry. Pray for your children's spouse and your grandchildren. Because you want your child to marry someone who is a godly mother, who's raising her children, his children, in the Lord. So let's pray. Let's spend a special amount of time. We're going to pray for our mothers right now. Let's bow our heads. Dear Jesus, we close this service here this morning. This Mother's Day morning service. God, I pray for our mothers that they will be known as women of faith. They'll be known as women who, who above anything else, they know their ultimate home is in heaven. There is a gain in Christ. But Lord, you have called us as moms and dads to, to honor you with our parenting and our grandparenting. Lord, I just pray that our mothers do not get sick. I pray that we use wisdom and discretion around others. I pray that we are honorable. Jesus, I just pray Pray soon that we will have this time of regathering together. And we'll look back on this Mother's Day and think that was the year that my mother was praying for me. That was the year that she poured her life into me. Many of us are saved here this morning because we had a praying mother that was pleading for her sons and daughters to know you, Lord. I pray if there's anyone here that needs to get saved, Lord, they reach, they'll reach out to us. Lord, I pray we are faithful in, in honoring our mothers is how we're to lead a long life. Jesus, we give you this service this morning. In your name we pray. Amen.
Join us tonight when we prepare our Sunday night, when we premiere, excuse me, our Sunday night Bible study as Pastor Daniel continues through the book of Acts. We hope you'll join us tonight at 6 o'clock for that premiere. I'll pray for us and then we will be dismissed. Lord, we thank you that we can join and, uh, and come together and worship even from long distances. And Father, we thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to worship you this morning. God, we love you and we pray, Father, that uh, we would constantly be praying, Lord, make us more like you. God, we love you. We thank you for Jesus and the salvation that we have through him, the grace that you extend to us. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. We'll see you next week.